Welcome, Chiefs Kingdom, to the Aftermath, Episode 7. I am your host, CJ Jones, with my co-host, Christopher Tenpenny. How you doing, Chris? Man, I'm doing good, CJ. Just excited for another episode. I talked some football and excited to be here with our special guest. We have a special guest, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jarvis. Jarvis, introduce yourself. Jarvis, why don't you tell us a little about a little bit about yourself? Oh well, I'm from Maryland. I play offensive line, and I'm just fighting to get an opportunity in the NFL. I'm doing everything I can to get in there. Man, tell us about just like your football life. How, like, where, what kind of start? Where did you start? What kind of motivated you? Um. Well, I started playing football when I was six. Uh, I had older couples playing football, so I seen them playing, and I wanted to play. So I signed up and everything. Started playing pop Warner football, and then one of my favorite uh, football players named Ray Lewis. He's wearing number fifty-two, so I'm wearing fifty-two my whole football career. And you know, what I'm saying he inspired me to play. No, that's awesome. I mean, we're number 52. Everybody loves Ray Lewis. I mean, how could you not? But you're on the offensive side. Your job's to kind of protect people from people like Ray Lewis, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Um, so, I mean, where did, where did you start? Uh, where did you go to school? And kind of t- tell me your journey so far through football uh, as, you've, as you've gotten older. Uh, well, I went to high school at Chapter Con. That's in Morgan's and Maryland. Um, I played all four, four years there. And, uh, I got selected into the All-Star game, played there, and then I wanted to continue playing football, so I was filling applications and stuff like that at colleges, and then I got accepted to a, a junior college, uh, Lewisburg College out in North Carolina, and then, um, I was 23 when I had went, but, uh, the coach was telling me how I was, like, too old and everything like that, and I couldn't play, so, you know what I'm saying, I might as well stick to the books and just give up football. And he was telling me how I wasn't going to get no scholarships to any other schools or anything like that. So, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of crazy that a coach would tell somebody else that, you know what I'm saying, just shoot someone's dream down. So I started making, uh, like, workout videos and stuff like that. And I had seen that the West Virginia Riders had a trial coming up. So I went, I went and, uh, I went to that trial. I made the team, played like eight games there. And then, like, a higher league had picked me up, the, the Skyhawks out in Washington. I played there. I played center for the first time ever. Never played center ever <laughs> a day in my life. Mm-hmm. I won a uh, second team offensive lineman, and then I got picked up by uh, Salon Delivery out in Kansas. Wow, our neck of the woods. Yeah, I uh, played out there. We started camp. I dominated in camp, but that's when the virus had came, and they just sent everybody back home. So now I'm back home in Maryland just training every day, twice a day. Just, you know what I'm saying, just hope and praying that I get an opportunity and, and get invited to, into somebody's, uh, somebody's camp. No, that would be that would be awesome, man. Uh, it's crazy that a coach, like you were kind of saying, would tell you that to hit the books at 23. That's not even that old. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, like, Brandon Whedon got drafted at 29 in the first round. Well, he was almost 30. A few years ago. <laughs> so, like, I mean, 23 is nothing. How, how many teams you played on now? Like, three? Uh, I played... I played eight games for the West Virginia Rock Riders, and then I had switched to Skyhawks. Yeah, so like three, yeah, yeah. I played for three arena football teams. Dang, man. And it sounds like you just keep getting better and better every step along the way. Exactly. 
Now, just kind of what, what's your inspiration? I, I've see, I saw on your Twitter, I saw that you got a pretty good following. People like your videos, but something about your about your grandma. Tell me a little bit about her. Well, yeah, that's my grandma. She my everything. I lost my grandma in uh, 2016 to cancer. I'm sorry and to hear that, bro. I just I remember telling her that you know I was gonna make it into the NFL because at the time I felt like nobody else believed me, but my grandmother. You know what I'm saying? She always believed in me. She had the faith in me and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? She just I don't know. Just talking to my grandmother every day about my dreams and everything like that really motivated me. But once I knew she was passing, I was in a room with her just telling her I was going to make it and everything like that. She couldn't really say anything at the time because, like, she was hurting. But, like, she squeezed my hand and, you know what I'm saying, that kind of, it, it gave me a hint that, you know what I'm saying, she could hear what I was saying and everything like that. And, you know what I'm saying, I push every day for her. I mean, every day, I just, you know what I'm saying, I dedicate my, my time and everything everything that I, uh, I do for her. Man, that's great, man. That's I mean, again, sorry, sorry about your loss, but motivating you to do what you do every day. What are your workouts like? Man, I see some of those videos. You get after it. Yes, sir, I do. What's What's a typical? I so you say you work out twice a day. What's like What's a typical workout day for you? Uh, I, I lift. I lift in the morning, and I lift in the morning for three hours, and then later on in the afternoon, I do speed and agility, like you know, what I'm saying office alignment drills. Mm-hmm. Cone drills, L drills, 40-yard dash, the 5105 drills, I do all that. Dang, man, that's exhausting stuff. I know you're saying Ray Lewis is a, is a reason you wear 52, but, you know, being an offensive lineman like yourself, what offensive linemen do you look up to? You know we got a pretty decent right tackle here in Kansas City. <laughs> uh, I look up to uh, Thomas Smith, the left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he a beast. That's awesome, bro. I mean, I, I, I believe it was how quick your feet move in some of those videos. Um, but uh, so like, what's the process? Do you just kind of send those videos out or like, how, how are you going about trying to get at least invited to a camp? Just, it's only going to take one person to see it. Right. You don't need all 32 organizations, you know what I'm saying, to come at you. You just need that one organization that's, you know what I'm saying, that's going to believe in you and just give you the opportunity. So I just, you know what I'm saying, I put everything out there just to, you know what I'm saying, hope and just everybody. No, for sure. I mean, what what else can you do? I mean, I'm, I'm we're all rooting for you, man. Um, but I understand, you know, stay away from a little bit from what you're doing. But you're a Seahawks fan. <laughs> yeah. How are you a Seahawks fan out in Maryland? I don't know, man. That's awkward. <laughs> yeah, all the time he was like, "You from Maryland?" And you know, because we kind of close to the Redskins stadium. But I, you know, what I'm saying I've never been a Redskins fan ever in my life. I don't play it on business either. Yeah, I don't blame if you. I get, yeah. if, I, if I get signed, I'm a ball out. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, if they're the team that gives you an opportunity, you're not gonna, you're not gonna say no. That's for sure. But yeah, you know, no. Russ is Russ is a great quarterback out in Seattle, though. Definitely, definitely the uh, second best quarterback in the league. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's fun to go back and forth between between him and Pat. Because I, I mean, yeah, Lamar, Lamar. Is, Reigning MVP, but I think anybody, any educated fan would say those are the top two as far as yeah. Russ and Mahomes. Just 
Well, what, well how do you kind of compare the two? I know your bias and my bias are going to differ a little bit. Uh, man, it's it's kind of hard because they they both beats, so it's just really just cone. No, man, it's just they they both fast. I just me personally, I just feel like uh, Russell Wilson got a better arm than Patrick Mahomes. Y'all might hear I say it, might say I'm wrong, but. I just feel like me personally, Russell Wilson got a better arm than Patrick Mahomes. Wait, wait, wait. You, you don't mean an arm strength, right? You're talking more like <laughs> arm talent, like throwing angles. Like, like Russ, Russ had that throw to Lockett last year that was incredible. Like that, that was great placement, but he can't throw it out of the stadium like Patrick Mahomes literally did. <laughs> So, so you gotta you gotta specify what you mean better arm because there's some variance. Oh, you think he's more accurate? I guess you could probably say that they're both accurate. It's, it's oh crazy. man, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. It's like Russell can put it out there. I mean, not taking anything from Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, don't get me wrong. He can do it. But it's just like Russell Wilson. Just you know, what I'm saying he got the upper hand. No, no, I'm I'm just messing with you, man. Too. I'm sure, especially as a Seattle. If I was a Seattle fan, I'd be saying the same things. But I live in Kansas City, so I just I gotta say you're wrong. <laughs> um, but hey, have you ever been to a game out there? That's something I've never done that I would love to. Yeah, I've never been to a game. I've never been to like an NFL game ever. Man, in my life. well, I hope you get to someday, and I hope it's as a player first. How cool would that be, man? That's awesome, man. It, just just keep grinding, keep sending out videos out there. Like you said, it only takes one. Yes, sir. And uh, we appreciate you taking the time today. Just talk for us a little bit. Um, again, we'll, we're definitely definitely got a couple fans here. We're gonna keep track, and we'll be rooting for you. Got a couple of other new guys in your corner. Keep it going, Jarvis. No problem, man. Hey, you have a good one. We'll be we'll be we'll be watching for you. Okay, for sure. Thank you, Jarvis. That was Jarvis Courtney, NFL hopeful. CJ, I know that it was kind of one way you couldn't he couldn't hear you. So, but uh, that guy is he is six six, three hundred pounds no, trying to play tackle. Yeah, that's what Grant told me. That that's a big boy. So if, he, if he's saying he got footwork like Mr. Tyron Smith from Dallas Cowboys, he must be pretty quick on his feet. So I'm, I'm rooting for him. Man, I always like underdog stories. So I'm a JUCO guy myself. So I'm always rooting for JUCO boys too. So. Right, right, and he's and he's sounds like he's got a great heart, great mindset, great work ethic. Exactly. Um, you know, he just got to keep doing what he's doing. Yep. Uh, and anyone, anyone interested, one to keep track of uh, Jarvis Court, you can follow him at Frank underscore Tank underscore fifty two on Twitter. Go check out. He's got some workout videos, inspirational tweets, and uh, just seems like a really good guy. Well, now, let's get to the nitty gritty. <laughs> nitty gritty. Yeah, I don't know if all of you heard. But I'm guessing you did if you listened to this podcast. The Patriots have a new quarterback on their roster, don't they, CJ? Yeah, somebody we're pretty familiar with. I know we didn't play him too much as Chiefs uh, Kingdom, but we definitely are used to seeing him on the TV on Sundays. Mr. Cameron Newton. I love me some Cam Newton, man. Uh, I'm I'm not. I'm a big Superman fan. I I like Cam. I I like the signing, bro. I was excited actually. (laughs) 
What do you? Yeah, I mean, even, even though it's for the Patriots, like I've I've got my first favorite Patriots since Teddy Brisky retired. Facts, I know, right? Like my, this is probably my favorite one since Moss. So uh, I'm I'm excited for this because I was telling Grant about this. I wasn't gonna go to that game. But now uh-huh. that um they, they once they added Cam Newton, I immediately tweeted out, I probably will attend that game now just because of that move. That game just got ten times more exciting. So absolutely good for football and good for competition as well. Yeah, what do you think it does for the for the Patriots? I mean, there are I mean, before this, I think that what the, the Vegas had them at what, nine, nine and a half wins before that. So they think they were gonna go like nine and six. I think they moved the lineup to like ten with Cam Newton. So they probably think he's worth a game or half a game. Um I definitely think um, – I mean, me personally, I wasn't like I, – I believe in the Bills roster. I don't believe in Josh Allen yet. So I don't think Bill I don't think Bill is losing any sleep over trying to stop Josh Allen. So you got to think to win six – you get six division games. Can he win four? Probably so. And now that they have Cam Newton, an MVP, a former MVP quarterback, with most of their weapons coming back, they have a healthy offensive line. I would have more faith in Bill Belichick running that division like he's used to doing because there's been so much dominance. No one else in that division is used to winning the East. Like, Bill dominates the East every single year. So to think that Josh McDaniels, who's played, who coached Tim Tebow in Denver, we had some film on Lamar, I'm sure he'll come up with some plays in an offense similar to what Cam did either in Auburn, which I'm heard some things because Jared Sutton played at Auburn as well, or some things that Cam did in Carolina because they played Carolina a couple of times while New England played against the Panthers. So um, I definitely believe it's a good move for them. I'll, I'm more – if I'm a, de- I'm a defense, I'm more concerned about Cam Newton than I am about Jerry Stidham. No disrespect to Mr. Stidham, but Cam Newton's more of a threat. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think you even have to worry about disrespect to Stidham. The man's never taken a meaningful snap in his life yet, and Cam Newton's a 2015 MVP and a runner-up in the Super Bowl. Facts. Don't tell Chris Sims that. Remember, he said he's better than Tua. Remember? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't get this, the luxury of watching all the film and all that stuff. Uh, devoting to Stidman like some of these guys do, so I, you know, I got to speak from what who what I would take. And like, man, you want a dual threat quarterback that can make plays and can break tackles. Cam Newton. I mean, the man. We were just talking about an offensive. We were just talking to you know Jarvis, an offensive lineman who's six six three hundred. Cam's six five two fifty. Bro, Cam's <laughs> at quarterback so i mean oh speaking of duco i remember because i went to coffeeville and i remember we were watching some old film i went to the game when it was Fort scott versus blend college where cam newton attended bro he looked at big as some of the dns out there i was like bro he's not a quarterback he's just an athlete he just happens to play quarterback he's huge bro right and as exciting as it is for a patriots fan and it, it puts a little i don't want to say a lot just because you know cam is 31 it is the, the patriots still have no real uh, wide receiver or tight end threats but it does put a little bit of a wrinkle into the AFC as far as you know the Chiefs and Ravens as being the class of this conference now the Patriots are kind of back in the mix I don't think they're quite up to that level but if Cam comes out with a chip on his shoulder and balls out I mean they could very it could very easily turn this two horse race into a three horse race oh yeah absolutely I mean yeah like you said the top of the class is the Chiefs and the Ravens those are the guys that everybody's pretty much betting on to win the one seed in the AFC is going to come down. That's why that week three game, like we said earlier in our episodes um, earlier in the season, that's going to be like the biggest game of the season, honestly, to me, because both of our schedules predictions have both of us coming out about 12 and four, 13 and three around that area. So that game really does like significantly, like significantly like solidify everything. Cause whoever wins that game gets the, 
the tiebreaker. So yeah, I, I believe New England definitely is a um a three or a four seed with the Cam Newton move. Their defense is still good. You still have Bill Belichick coaching that side of the ball. I wish they would have added some weapons, like you said, because overall they have Muhammad Sanu, Julian Edelman, James White, and Sony Michelle, I think, and Nikhil Harry, who I know a lot of people have high hopes for. So, um, But overall, I think they could definitely make some noise and get a three or a four seed because right now, would you take the Patriots over with the addition of Cam? Would you take them over Houston and or Buffalo and Pittsburgh? Like, How would you rank those four teams? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, I think I'm low on Houston, not because of Deshaun, just because of how they've been ran right now. Like, I, uh, I completely I mean, unless unless Deshaun Watson takes even that next step and gets on the MVP level, is you know, he's the next to follow. Because he's, he's not quite there. Um, I have them. I have Houston. I have Houston losing the, the vision to the Colts-led or the Philip Rivers led Colts right oh, now, just wow. because I think I, just be, I like oh, wow. I because Watson is so much better than Rivers, but the other you know fifty plus players, that is it's true. clearly Colts. Facts. They're, oh, I'll take their defense any day for sure. Right, yeah. right. So, um, so Texans are out of it. The Steelers got to see how Big Ben responds. Um, so, really, it comes down to to me is is the addition um, of Diggs. And Josh Allen going to take that step big enough to overcome Cam? And I mean, I I am a little bit more of a Josh Allen fan than most at this point. Um, he's he's you know I know he looked real bad in the second half of that playoff game, but he looked real good in the first half. He's a very mobile dual threat quarterback. Um, if he can take that step and maybe get a little bit more composure, I think it's going to be. I think it's still the Bills right now, as just because yes, Cam took a receiving core of nobodies to this to the Super Bowl. But he had he had Greg Olson. Greg Olson. And he had D'Angelo he had D'Angelo Williams and uh Stewart in the backfield too, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So he had weapons and I know he'll have Sony Michelle and James White, but he's also the three year or you know, he's also five years older than he was then. Exactly. So to make a long story short I still like the Bills slightly, but I mean that could change on a week to week basis as Cam gets into the playbook and to see what he what level of Cam we get. Exactly. I probably I pretty much agree. I would think the only thing I would I guess maybe like I'm kinda like you, like I've seen Deshaun win so many big games when like right. he has no business being in that game or be like even during the game when we they got up twenty four oh on us and he started sleep slightly creeping back in the middle and then we obviously extended the lead and won the game. He just he's just a guy that doesn't know how to lose. He doesn't give up. So I would probably put I probably maybe I put too much stock in the quarterback position. I think it's the hardest position in sports, me personally. Um, right. maybe that's why I believe in Deshaun to, I think they could get like a four or three seed possibly. Um, but yeah, like you said, the other two, other guys on the team, the other 53 definitely matters and Bill and Bill LeBron doesn't do him any favors. <laughs> um, but yeah, for sure. I would definitely probably put three. I would probably either go. I you're high. You're high in Indianapolis more than I would. I like Tennessee more than Indianapolis. And it's not even because yeah. of Ryan Hill. I just don't believe that Phillip Rivers is going to do that for a whole entire season. He does have a better team. That's interesting. That'll be a real ticket right there. Who finishes better, Tennessee or Indianapolis? Because that's a three-headed race in that division. So I would probably right. say I'll, I'll, I'll put I'll put New England at three for now. Then I'll put Houston at four. And then I'll put, like, the Steelers at five. I like their defense a lot. But like you said, Big Ben got to stay healthy. He's coming off elbow surgery, which is super serious. But they added Eric Ebron. Their defense is going to be elite. They got everybody coming back. T.J. Watts is a monster. Um, yeah, the AFC, is def- it got deeper for sure now. I know it was usually top-heavy, but it's going to be a lot more interesting now, obviously, for sure. 
Right on the spot. What is your what is your, with the Cam Newton signing? What is your who are your six playoff teams in the AFC? Uh, I'm gonna go Chiefs one, obviously Baltimore two. Us winning that Monday nighter, so that gives us the tiebreaker. Three, I would go. My gut feeling right now. That's tough. My gut feeling right now, I'll probably go New England. I, I believe in Bill Belichick. You have a solid quarterback who can run the offense. And they'll have a pretty good defense. And their division is pretty weak. So I'll, I'll go with them at three. Four, I'm going to go I'm, I'm gonna go Steelers. I think Big Ben will stay healthy this year for most of the year. And, I, and their defense is elite. They'll probably have a top five defense. I'll go them at four. I'll put Houston at five. And six, I will go. It's going to come down to the – I'm, I'm have a little wild prediction. It's going to come down to the week seven, 16-17 matchup between Indianapolis and the Colts to see who gets that that's, that last wild card spot. You mean the Titans, right? Yeah. Oh, you're tight. yeah, Titans. Colts and the, um, and the Titans. I would probably pick – I'm going to go Titans. I'm, I'm going to go Titans for the last wild card spot. So you I don't think they yeah. were last year, but I think they'll still be able to make the playoffs. So you don't even have the Bills in the conversation now with, with I mean, Cam Newton. I, I, I guess like maybe just like I gotta see it from the Bills. Like they they were a playoff team last year, but I think like you know how people were like giving them all the hype this year. And right. Like, like I'm maybe like as a as a coach, I'm not really afraid of Josh Allen, and I don't think Bill Belichick is either. So it's like to think that like you like obviously like are we really ready to say that the Bills are guaranteeing to win a division? Like when is the last time we could ever say that about them? Right. It's a crazy. It's a crazy streak that the. Yeah. I, just like people, I know a lot of friends were, fans are getting upset to like why the Broncos are getting so much hype. I mean, well, the Bills haven't really done much to earn that much hype neither. I mean, to think that like Cam Newton is more mobile than Tom Brady, so the offense will be a look a lot different. It's almost like Josh Allen looking at his twin because Cam Newton and him are almost the same person. Cam's stronger, obviously, but they're both big guys who can move. So um, the Bills can definitely get in. They're, they're, they're a team that could definitely get in at one of those five or six spots, but I'm just not as high on them as a lot of people are. I want to see it first, like you said, week to week. Well, if they start dominating, then I'll change my pick. But for now, they're like a maybe. They could probably get that five or six spot for me. I hear you. I hear you. Um, for me, I, I'm going to go through mine real quick. I got Chiefs one, Ravens two. I, something crazy has to happen for them not to be the two no, teams, yeah. in my opinion. It's just the rosters, quarterbacks. I mean, you could reverse them yeah, maybe, that, you know, okay. but that's about that's about the biggest change there. Next four spots, yeah, I think it's a race between like seven different teams. I really like – I really do like um, the Steelers' defense. Me too. So, if Big Ben is half – he doesn't have to – he should be half the quarterback he is. I think they get that – oh, they can't get the three because they because the Ravens win the division. Steelers are going to be my five seed. I'm going to put the Patriots as my six because I have the – Colts winning the as the three, and I'm doing this on the spot, by the way. And I'm and I'm gonna put um, the Bills as the four. I think that there's enough left in Philip Rivers. I know we all hate Philip Rivers. I think there's enough in him where he's able to take that roster, and they have an easier schedule because they did finish third in the uh, South last year, so they don't play as all the tough teams. So I think that roster, that running game, that defense. Is able to propel them to the third spot, and the Bills at the Bills go ten and six. Patriots go ten and six. Bills win the tiebreaker tie and get the four seed. Steelers are like eleven and five, twelve and four, but have to be the five seed because the Ravens are the two. If the Colts actually do that, well, I think a lot of people you have to put more respect on Philip Rivers' name because I know a lot of us kind of like we, we make fun of him because always my least favorite picks. <laughs> it's uh, it's like what I was talking about. I like all my favorite quarterbacks that non Chiefs quarterbacks. Go to teams I dislike, and all my f- least favorite quarterbacks go to teams I like. Like the Colts, because of Peyton Manning, 
were one of my favorite teams growing up. Then Peyton goes to Denver, and now my least favorite quarterback goes to uh, Indianapolis. My I ex my little AFC team I like to root on when I'm not rooting Kansas City. It's just no. I, I I'm all torn up right now. I feel you, bro. No, I feel. I think a lot of us are like that. There's always players moving around, leaving teams, trading. It, it's always tough this time of year. Loyalties definitely get questioned for sure. Right. <laughs> Um, but you know, enough about the AFC in general, let's go into a little bit more on some Kansas City Chiefs specific news. I know you saw it and I know most of everyone else saw it. Chris Jones replied to an Arrowhead live tweet last night or the other day. Company man. Shout out for the crowd. Shout out, Chris. <laughs> I'm saying that he could, might just not play and set it out the season. Your I, thoughts? That's, that's crazy, man. I remember me, you and Grant talked about this when we were first starting up our podcast for the, for the year. Um, I was telling some guys that maybe I know once he won the Super Bowl, I was like, he's going to want his money. Cause you looked at his money. He's earned the past three or four years. I think he earned like over, over 1 million, I think like once or twice. So he really hasn't been a highly paid guy. He's been severely underpaid. I mean, rightfully so. Uh, he wasn't like, um, I mean, we all knew he was next in line to get paid, but he wasn't like, obviously like the best at his position for a while. But I think over the past two years, he's proven that he's one of, if not, the probably second or third best D tackle in football. He's up there with the Aaron Donalds, the Fletcher Cox, the Grady Jarrett's. He's up there with those guys. So he definitely deserves his money. But as a player, you always have five, you always have these four or five goals when you first come in. You want to get drafted, obviously, because when you get drafted, you have a better chance of making a team. You want to um, become a starter, become an all pro or a pro bowler. You want to get paid and then you want to win a championship. So for obviously his line of um, critiques kind of went the other way. He won the championship first before he got paid. So now he's like, well, I've done everything else. I've made the team. I'm a starter. I'm a pro bowler. I'm one of the best in the league in my position. I've won a championship. So the only thing left on my list is to is to get paid. So in his mind, if he feels he has to get his money elsewhere, I'm not mad at him for wanting to do that. Because at the end of the day, it's a business. Because if he got hurt tomorrow, knock on wood, then what would that? I mean, yes, you won. But at the end of the day, you want to provide for your family. Because that's what we all do this for. So, um I definitely don't want to see him go. I, I want to see CJ stay in the city. Stone Cold, I love him. He's a great player, even better person. I met him a couple of times. He's a great dude. Um, but it's, it's, it's that time of year when you have the, the highest paid position on your team, which is the highest paid player in sports, is going to get that most money. And Pat, we all know, is going to have a record-breaking contract. It kind of is what it is at this point. If he has to get his money elsewhere, I don't want to see it. But if other guys are willing to restructure some deals, then I'm sure Chris could get a deal done. But if other guys aren't willing to take contracts, then we're probably going to have to see them go, which nobody wants to see. But it's it's a reality, and it, it sucks for sure. Yeah, I'm not mad at him at all. And you know what? I tell you what, I, I wish that Grant was on this show right now because I remember the first episode, you and me were like, they're not going to re-sign Chris Jones. They're going to, you know, they're going to try to franchise the franchise yeah, tag. He's going to play on the franchise tag. We said it, yeah. We, you and me. And Grant was so against it two months ago, <laughs> and I'm and I'm kicking him wise down because he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> he knew it. He just why he didn't want to get on today. <laughs> <laughs> but he is come, you know. Now with the developments, it's all but you know. He, he's now he's saying that uh, you know he's going to play on the tag as he should. That's the only option for him. I mean, yep. there's clearly no trading. Uh, there's clearly no real trading partners right now otherwise they would have traded him a month ago exactly um he hasn't made enough money yet in his career to justify sitting out an entire season, season yeah. at his age for sure um now if they try to do it next year again then that's a whole other story but right now he's not going to pass up the 16 million that's a lot of money so, that's a lot of money to pass up for a year of football that, that is a lot of money and talk like talk about supporting your family 
Like, obviously, he wants that big payday to take care of generations down the line. But a year, $16 million guaranteed, you get hurt the next day, year, or the next season, you know, that's that's better than than whatever he has now, which is still nice. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you're a football person. I think his total earnings over his entire career so far for four years has probably been maybe, what, five, six mil? Ain't even nowhere yeah. close to 10 or let alone 16. So, yeah, like, I, like you said. I had it somewhere, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it sucks that it's come to this. It sucks that he's, I mean, he's all but guaranteed to hold out at this point. Um, and what the real first red flag for me in this whole negotiations, the reason I was saying, you know, I, for me saying that he was going to ha- play on this tag and he wasn't going to get traded or that he wasn't going to sign an extension, is because of the Super Bowl parade. He is he has been on this team, you know, drafted uh, from this team. He is a fan favorite. He's got a great personality. He was probably him and Brashad Breeland were the top two defensive players in that Super Bowl. And Chris Jones very well could have won Super Bowl MVP. And I don't think too many people have had any issues with it. But at the parade, that man was just lost in the background. The Chiefs didn't want him to speak. The Chiefs didn't have the cameras on him, or Chris Jones didn't want to. Either way, there was already some animosity there. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just over making things out of nothing just because of how things have developed now. But that was my initial thought then. And it's kind of come true now with you know the Chiefs just they don't want to pay too defensive lineman 20 million a year no you're right i remember i actually when you said that it made me think about that because i was at the parade it was so cold i forgot i had to rewind and think about it but no yeah when i when i remember all the players that came up to the to the stage and grabbed the mic tyreek talked pat talked trav talked tyron talked obviously big red veach talked uh, i know like the president the owner and everything mr, mr. hunt yeah mr hunt the whole, his whole family was up there you didn't see Big Chris. Frank was up there in the front. You didn't see Chris come up there. You're right, bro. Chris was not up there in front. He's, I remember when they he did was, a little montage, he wasn't on the video too much either. So He is the one star on this team. You're right. That was nowhere to be found. Real. And that man's huge. Like, He's you big. think you would remember like seeing him at least. But, I mean, I know he was there because I remember like kind of seeing him. But that man was like in the background. Facts. There was already a little something going on. Again could be making something out of nothing but that's how i felt because i was one of the people that walked out there got too cold i only lived a mile away walked back and watched it in the warmth inside (laughs) (laughs) so i got to see all the stuff through the camera so i could see a little better you know i knew what i was looking for you know you call me not a true fan or what i was warm and i watched the whole thing so you know we got there like i think we got there like 7 a.m and we stayed for the entire time i couldn't feel my feet it was very painful, but it was it was it was the best pain I've ever felt. I've been waiting for that right. my whole life. So it was very cold, but it was worth it. So it was it was the only thing in time I'll probably do that for sure. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately Chris Jones is Chris Jones is probably going to play on the front. I don't I just don't see the Chiefs extending. I hope I'm wrong. I hope we wake up tomorrow and it's like Chiefs agreed to a four year deal or whatever, you know, for exactly Chris Jones and like that'd be great. But I just don't know if it's the, the smartest thing to do would have been to trade him. Facts. And I think that should have sailed at this yeah. point. Unless you treat him like D Ford and you ta- and you franchise tag him again next year and then trade him. Or like, exactly. the, like the Niners did with the Forrest Buckner this year. Yeah, we, we, we were going to trade him. Way, yeah, before the draft would have been perfect. Like his, right. his stock was at his peak. He dominated, like you said. He was out those couple of games. And then when he came back in, he took over the game on, 
on run game, pass game, in effect, like getting to the quarterback, stop and run. He was just dominant, like you said. So trading him before the draft would have been better because you could have got your value back, meaning player or assets. Um, but now, like you said, now it probably, it's just too late because no teams are really probably going to have a deal that can come in this late. I mean, obviously, I mean, we don't even know. Like, like me and my friends were talking about in our fantasy league, like obviously um, things maybe there's some rooms like the league may be delayed. Like it'll probably the league, the season will still go on, just may not start on time. So maybe that causes them that maybe they can do a trade. Who, who knows? This year is, is a very awkward year. There's no protocol for what's going on. So obviously a lot of things could happen that we aren't used to as fans, analysts, and people who even work within the organization. So it's a very awkward year. And it just happened to be, we have to be paying, like you said, Frank is getting 20 plus mail. Um, Tyron, Tyron Matthews, one of the top five pays, pay safeties. And then Pat is going to have the highest quarterback deal of all time. So, it's definitely it's it sucks for Chris because he deserves his money. He's so good, bro. He's dominant. I don't think people realize how tall he is. He's like six five, six six. So he bats down so many passes. So I, I love watching Chris Jones play. Um, I want him in the field. I want him in Arrowhead. I want him in there on Sundays, getting the crowd hype because everybody loves him. Not only as a player, but as a person, like we said. But like like you said, Chris, it's it's business. Unfortunately, um, he should play on the tag, but. He said he said he'll sit out a year. I mean, I don't hope if he doesn't go back on his word. I mean, would I be upset? He's a man. He does what he wants. It's his life. I understand, but I want him to play for us because I truly believe they'll give him a contract. It just sucks that it has to be happening during all of this going on for sure. Right, but I don't buy that he's sitting out. I think he's you know what else does he have to do at this point? Exactly, especially with COVID and everything. I, I don't know if I would do that. So it's kind it's, of it's a wacky year. It's kind of his last last resort, you know. And if he holds out, he's giving away sixteen million. And he's not gonna. He's given a, you know, he's twenty six, so that's a prime year. I just don't see him getting the money he wants the next year from some other team. So he's gonna play. That I mean, he's not. We're not gonna see him until week one, and who knows how much he plays at the beginning. But he's going to play. He's going to be on this team. That I I fully believe that. Um, I just don't know if we'll see him pass the 2020 season. Yeah, he definitely will probably sit out of camp, training camp for sure. And now that camp is in in home in the city of, no, we don't got to worry about moving to St. Joe and all the equipment and everything. I definitely, hey, don't knock St. Joe. I'm just playing. No, no. Shout out to the grip. That's all the grip company. No, but I could definitely, like you said, I could definitely see him sitting out of training camp and not being there until week one. He probably won't show up till like that. We played the Texans on that Thursday. I could see him showing up on like that Monday or Sunday before reporting to camp, been working out, staying in shape, and then obviously the like shape really, it's just so dangerous, Chris, because you know what happens when you don't practice football. That's how injuries happen because you can't replicate football no matter what you do. So um, it's, it's definitely going to be a, it's definitely going to be a crazy year. It's going to be an awkward year because if we go back and make a deep run again and we say we get to the Super Bowl, win it or whatever, what do we do now? And what if we what if we leave the league in year in sacks, Chris? What do we do? We have to pay him now. He just showed he was one of the best guys in his position, and now he's top five. Or say he led the league in sacks. You kind of have to pay him. So I, I still think I still think he's gone. I mean, I'm just again that's a year away. There's a million and one things that could happen. I think he could have 20 sacks, and he's still gone because the Chiefs do not want to pay him that bad. If they did, they right. would have. They wouldn't have given Frank Clark his uh, the deal he did if they had Chris Jones in sight. Put it put it as a. Check against Brett Veach, one of the first things he's done wrong, but I, I just – I think Chris Jones got one year left to Kansas City. It's a, it's a double-edged sword because you don't want to let a guy like that walk out the building. But like you said, you, you kind of have to because you have to. You paid Frank, and he, he balled out when the moments counted. Um, yeah. And then Pat obviously has earned his money, and we got a lot of other guys eating up the cap, like Trav. 
I know his his last deal is probably ending up pretty soon. Tyreek just got paid. Um, Tyron got paid, obviously. And then we got other guys coming up like Chris. I know um, if we keep if Charvarius keeps playing the way he's playing, his deal is going to come up soon. Um, so yeah, it's 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 definitely going to be a crazy. It's going to be a crazy season for sure. And I don't want there to be any animosity in the locker room with him. Because what if, like, say, just say for a wacky reason, say he doesn't play hard for a certain game or something because he's just trying to make it through. And because like, you don't want to hurt himself, and then his value goes down. So it's um, I don't want fans to start calling him out on that. Not to put out any rumors out there. I'm just saying when guys' contract years are coming up and teams don't pay him, sometimes there's bad blood and animosity in between the team and the players. So um, it, it's, it's definitely going to be something we're going to keep our eye on, our pulse on for sure during the entire season. Absolutely. Well, that is going to do it for us. Again, appreciate Jarvis Courtney coming on and talking with us a little bit, keeping that dream alive and rooting the best for him, and then getting into those odds and little CJ. CJ Jones with my friend. Well, my, wow, can't even close right. I've got CJ Jones talking about CJ, Chris Jones. And uh, we got we got a lot to look forward to. I hope this man, hope this man balls out and uh, plays on this franchise tag. Rooting for you, Jarvis. Keep it going, buddy. And, yeah, Chris, if you hear this, man, we love you here. We want you here. Great player, better person. We want you in the kingdom, man. Whatever we got to do, hey, I'm with it to keep you here, bro. But at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do. I'm all rooting for you, buddy, wherever you go. This has been the Aftermath. We'll see you next time. See you, guys.